Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another vid. Now, typically, I only cover Star Wars stuff, right? But this is something that really treads on the line of Star Wars and something that I still would like to talk about even though it's not quite Star Wars. So back in like 2013 or 2014 or something like that, and we're going to find out probably from this article, Zack Snyder, the guy who made arguably the best Superman movie ever, Man of Steel, and of course Justice League and this and that, um, he also made 300 and a few others, actually pitched an idea for a original Star Wars film or project or trilogy at Lucasfilm years ago. And this was when Disney owned it. Like it wasn't George's anymore. It was Seven Samurai in Space and a Star Wars movie was my original concept for it. I knew that the origins for George were a lot of those Kurosawa films. I was a big Kurosawa fan, so it made sense as a concept. A really simple story, kinda clean. Good versus evil. The sale of Lucasfilm to Disney had just happened. This was around 2012. There was that window where, you know, who knows what's possible. I was like, I don't want any of your characters. I don't want to do anything with any known characters. I just want to do my own thing on the side. And originally I was like, it should be rated R. That was almost a non-starter. I knew it was a big ask, to be honest. But the deeper I got into it, I realized it was probably never going to be what I wanted. There was a vibe of, we have our own ideas about what we want to do with the Star Wars universe. You have an idea about a Star Wars movie, go do that as a fan film. Now, personally, I like the idea that he doesn't want to use legacy characters that George Lucas had created. He's probably pretty skeptical of his own, you know, of the backlash that comes with that. And he doesn't really want the responsibility of handling characters that George Lucas, you know, gave the baton to Disney to do to, um, you know, continue. I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And it takes, you know, a certain person, really only select few people who can really understand those characters and of that of course Dave Filoni so in my opinion I think it's really cool that he just wanted to do his own thing but inspired by the world of Star Wars and still to be Star Wars maybe just at a different time so they rejected it long story short and then he went to Netflix and now he's actually making the movie and it's filmed and I think it's coming out like sometime this December or something so even you know like six months away or whatever it might be. Now why I'm talking about this is because first of all this was a story that was intended to be originally for Star Wars and it is being touted all around the world as a Star Wars sort of inspired film or project. Now personally I know a lot of you guys like Star Wars Visions. Now, it's not Star Wars per se, but it's an inspired by Star Wars. And this is going to be the closest thing that we're going to get to a live action Visions that probably feels more like Star Wars than some of the Star Wars projects that we've been getting. Now, personally, I'm a fan of Man of Steel. I think it's one of the best movies out there. Definitely the best Superman movie, in my opinion. I mean, all respect to Christopher Reeve, but Man of Steel was really something else and something special for a modern time. I do believe Zack Snyder is a extremely talented director and writer, so I'm a fan of his work, and I think that this Star Wars-inspired project 
called Rebel Moon, which sounds Star Wars-y in and of itself, is something that is going to really blow the world away and make us understand that, hey, Disney doesn't really hold the only reins to Star Wars stuff. Yeah, maybe, you know, the logo. But if they don't do well with it, and if they don't respect what George created, there are going to be other big hitters that come out there, like Zack Snyder. And one day, myself, one of my goals is to create something very, very Star Wars inspired with other fandoms and stuff like that, and create my own story. And that is what Zack Snyder has gone and done, and I'm really inspired by it. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and I can't wait to actually see the film. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to cover that probably on this channel too, because to me, it just seems like something that will be very Star Wars-esque. Let's read the article and we can uh, discuss some more. Zack Snyder has opened up about why he was unsuccessful in pitching a Star Wars movie. The filmmaker has plenty of experience with franchises from Watchmen and the worlds of DC, among other projects, yet his adaptations of those properties maintain his unique storytelling style. In a new interview with Empire, Snyder reiterates that he didn't pitch a Star Wars movie while he was finishing work on 2013's Man of Steel, but found himself at odds with Lucasfilm's direction for its franchise. His film was conceived as Seven Samurai in Space, in reference to Akira Kurosawa's 1954 classic film, which was also an inspiration for George Lucas when he was creating Star Wars. If you haven't seen the film, subtitles, black and white, beautiful film, highly recommend it, and you'll kind of understand where George got the idea of the Jedi and this and that, just for a, you know, a different era. I knew that the origins of George were a lot of those Kurosawa films, Snyder noted. The timing of the collaboration between Snyder and Lucasfilm never worked out, as it came about during a period of uncertainty when Disney had purchased the company with its own vision of Star Wars. There was that window where, you know, who knows what's possible. I was like, I don't want any of your characters, I don't want to do anything with any known characters, I just want to do my own thing on the side, he recalled. And originally I was like, it should be rated R. That was almost a non-starter. Snyder acknowledged that his request for a R-rated Star Wars movie was a big ask from Lucasfilm, and it was ultimately a sign that the project probably never going to be what he'd hope. Now, let me first say, we don't need an R-rated Star Wars film. Do we want one? Would it be cool? <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to see one. But that's not what necessarily makes a story. However, it does make it a little more badass and a little more gritty and dark and cool. It really, like, pushes the, the, the boundaries of really realism, right? Like we're not getting, you know, bouncing lightsabers like in Kenobi or, you know, people slapping stormtroopers and them getting disoriented and knocked out. Instead, Snyder's forging his own sci-fi universe with Rebel Moon, the Netflix film that was pitched as the beginning of a multi-chapter saga, much like Star Wars in the 1970s. Okay, cool. So it's going to be multi-chapter. The project centers around a rebel fighter, SAS rogue hero Sofia Butella, on the fictional moon of Velt, who wages war against the oppressive mother world government in order to atone for her dark past. This sounds freaking cool. And it sounds like something that it's starting a little, little more dark with like a, a dark side past. And I think that's something that a lot of people really want to see. As much as we love the good guys and the stories of the good guys, we want to see a little darkness, a little grit, you know, a little more realism in the sense that, hey, a lot of us do mess up in life. We do make some poor choices and we eventually move on from that and evolve and advance and grow up as people. But those choices are sometimes things we have to atone and have to pay for. And I guess that's what's happening here with uh, whoever the character is. What's the name of the character? Anyways, a rebel fighter. So, yeah, cool. Now, if we look at the photos of it, the screenshots are really, really beautiful. A lot of them look like actual scenes from Star Wars. I mean, like this in and of itself looks literally like something from some sort of Star Wars spinoff. 
Now, apparently, the lightsabers in the show, in the movie, aren't called lightsabers. But you have to, from what I hear from Josh, you have to cut your hand off in order to, or your arm off, in order to attach this, like, prosthetic machine cybernetic thing, the cybernetic arm, which then can emit lightsabers out of it. And that's the only way you can hold them or use them or something like that. So clearly it's in a very advanced time. However, it might just be so advanced that things are somewhat primitive in nature, kind of like Star Wars. It may have taken almost a decade for Zack Snyder, but he has finally made that film out this December and he's called it Rebel Moon. It remains Zack Snyder's Star Wars, but it's also Zack Snyder's Seven Samurai. It's Zack Snyder's Excalibur. It's Zack Snyder's Days of Heaven, even, but most of all, it's Zack Snyder's Big Swing. Now, this could be a massive new franchise that has you know, spinoffs of comic books, shows, other games, things like that, and books. And personally, I hope that it's going to be really successful for Zack Snyder. However, as for Star Wars, um, I think this is only a good thing. I think it shows Disney that, hey, look, if you guys aren't able to create what a lot of us want, there are other things, there are other places where we can eat. And we, we may not be able to get the Star Wars that we want. You know, I'm not saying everything Disney creates is poor Star Wars. You know, The Mandalorian and um, some of the other projects are really good, especially when Dave Filoni uh, is in control of it, like Tales of the Jedi, which can't get more Star Wars than that. It tells us that, you know, hey, we don't have to always just consume your stuff. You're not the only source for Star Wars anymore. We can venture out and find something that is maybe just as good with a little more of a refreshing twist perhaps and it just won't have the logo but that's okay the music might be very similar the feel might be similar and we have other places that we can go to to enjoy this kind of entertainment and escape in uh, storytelling and movies and i think that's something that's really valuable for a lot of companies to see do you want me to cover rebel moon here on the channel or is this something you'd like for me to cover maybe on another channel of mine like perhaps Fantasy Theory or Theories Arcade or one of my other channels or something like that. Personally, I'd like to cover it here. I think it would be pretty interesting and pretty cool to do breakdowns and character analysis and stuff like that because this is sort of a Star Wars universe or, you know, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Either way, I'd love to cover some of the stuff or do a review of it at the very least. Let me know what you guys think about Rebel Moon. I'm pretty excited about it. Just looking at the pictures, they look extremely cool and something that I can't wait to dive deep into. I mean, this, like, what even is that? Some sort of, like, android or whatever. And I think this is, you know, very Old Republic-esque with a touch of 300 in it. And, of course, you know, like a bit of a, a superhero feel. I love the color grading they did on this image and the overall quality and just how it looks. It's dark and gritty. It's high contrast. And it's just a, it's a cool-looking image. So I'm, I'm excited to see the movie, and I want to know what you guys think about all of this. Uh, do you think Star Wars is only beholden to Disney, or do you think there are going to be other possibilities for other companies and other directors to have their swing at a Star Wars-inspired movie, show, whatever. Thanks for watching today's video, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.